Well, a very good afternoon and welcome to Newsbreak Talk. I'm Genevieve Lanka. Now, they're a couple that have caught the attention of South Africa. Their well-publicized marriage sparked debate and inspired many. So what is it that makes them stand out? Well, they're from completely different backgrounds. He's an Indian origin South African and she is a Zulu woman. And they've proved that you can still be true to your culture while finding love across the color line. Well, today on Newsbreak Talk, we go in conversation with Dira and Batabile Amir Chand. Newsbreak exclusive. Newsbreak exclusive. Now, if you want to join the conversation, please call me in studio on 089-310-8789. The views and opinions expressed on Newsbreak Talk do not represent those of SABC News or Lotus FM. Now, let's just begin with this couple that's joining us that really has caught the attention of so many people. Uh, firstly, what was it like after the show? Uh, perhaps, Diren, you'd like to talk about that. Oh, uh, it was exciting and also nerve-wracking because after the show, a lot of people started to question us, started to stop us, take pictures. And then a lot of people were asking us for advice that was going through the same situation that we were in as well. So, Tabile, for, for you, your wedding pictures, really, you know, every girl treasures their pictures. Yours <laughs> are probably on the wall of many, many people's computers. No, it's, it's hectic. It's hectic, people tell me. Like the other day, the one auntie said to me, I was at the veg shop. She said, come, come, I've got pictures of you on my phone. <laughs> pictures of your wedding on my phone. It's, it's crazy. It's just gone viral. What was the reaction after the wedding itself and after the, the program? Wow, it was so positive. We never would have thought, like, we were really worried because, you know, when you're putting something like us out there, something that you don't see on a regular in media, you you worry about the, re- the reaction. But the reaction was actually so positive that... Uh, it it took us back, really. It was like surprising. You know, was the was the attention the same, Batabile? You know, before the the actual program had aired and after, you know, or, or did it change somewhere in between? Uh, it wasn't. I won't lie. I'm on Twitter. I'm on a whole lot of social networks. Uh, the minute they played the promo, you had like a barrage of negative commentary. Just people, just the idea of something like that. People were like very negative. But once the show aired, um, then everything changed. When pe- once people saw us, me and him as the people, then it was like um, quite positive from then. Dylan, how did you handle that, the initial response that was negative? Uh, you know, as a man wanting to protect your, your women, you know, how, how did you deal with it? Oh, it was tough at first, I'll be honest. Because initially, at every snide comment that came out, I wanted to react, I wanted to do something. But eventually, I realized, you know what, it's no use wasting my time with it. People are still going to talk. If people are willing to waste time out of their day to talk about us, I appreciate it. Because it's time they're not going to get back. Uh, you know, there's quite a positive outlook on it. But, you know, I- initially, when you, when you hear these comments and that kind of thing, you know, what was it that made you want to go so public with your relationship, knowing that there could be this sort of onslaught of negativity, so to speak? Uh, initially, uh, I would say it wasn't something that was, uh, how can I put it to you? like a decision that we wanted to take. It was actually just an impulse because Tubby really liked that show and she wanted to really be on it. So that's why we contacted them. We didn't think of it going so so large in, in terms of that aspect. Uh, but maybe you'd like to come in on this as well. You know, What did you think you would achieve, perhaps if I can put it in that way, by going national with your relationship? Um, for me, it was just um, a matter of just wanting to celebrate it and put it um, out there in the world because you don't see much in the way of this type of relationships. And we had been through quite a bit in our relationship. At some point, we broke up because of the whole intercultural, interracial dynamics. Um, to the fact that we actually made it all the way to the altar for me was like... 
um, if we can do that, maybe there's a whole lot of other people out there that might just need to see something like that in order to take that step. Well, we're going to be taking calls this afternoon. So if you have any questions or, or you'd like to make a comment, you can call me on 089-310-8789. Now, also joining us uh, from Midrand in Johannesburg is a young couple who have found love across both racial and religious lines. Sam, also known as Nazir, and his wife Amanda Ramgathi, are celebrating their one-year wedding anniversary today. Uh, congratulations to you and thank you for joining us. Hi, thank you. Well, firstly, tell us about you and your wife and your cultures and, and how you, you met. Um, my name is Nazir Amgati. I'm, I'm an Indian. Um, I'm from Durban, from the Sea Tower Lake. Um, I'm Amanda Amgati. I'm also from Durban. My mom is mixed with Indian and colored, and my dad black. So tell us how, you, how did you meet each other? Okay, it's actually quite a funny story. <laughs> um, I was in fire service and uh, I was on duty one night. It was about 12 o'clock in the night um, and I was on Facebook. And I just came across Amanda's picture and I thought she was the most beautiful person I've ever seen. Um, yeah, I'm 12 o'clock at night. I sent an invite and then yeah, I got a response. And yeah, we've been friends for quite some time. Um, unfortunately, I had to leave the country for a while. Um, but when I came back to South Africa, um, she was the first person that I met for, and yeah, we just took it from there, we met. And I just, from the moment that I met her, I just knew that, that she was the one. I wanted to be with her, I wanted to spend the rest of my life with her. And yeah, she didn't believe me at first, um, as with all girls. Um, but yeah, I just tell her that, you know, I just, I just knew my life. I was gonna well, t- tell us, Nazir, uh, you know, what were some of the challenges you faced as well when you came together, decided that you were going to be a couple and then had to represent this relationship, uh, you know, uh, in the public? <coughs> yeah, the funny thing is, you know, when we first met, um, we, we didn't realize that we were different faces, right? That was the last thing that was on our mind. Um, it, only, it only started, uh, you know, when we, when we were dating, you know, small things would happen, you know, like when we grow up, people would stare at us, and, you know, we'd always wonder what was wrong with us, you know? And it's only when we put two and two together, we realize that you know, there's some negativity and some positivity behind it that people, some people, you know, weren't beginning with our, our relationship, our interracial relationship, and uh, it was quite concerning. And it used to make us feel really uncomfortable, um, you know, we would trying to prevent from going out and stuff. And that's actually my wife that, you know, encouraged me, uh, you know, to be, you know, to have some courage and, and, and just be, you know, comfortable with who we are and, you know, us being together. So that was a big step. That took us some time to learn. So now, having been married for a year, you know, what advice do you have for couples who are probably facing the same decisions that you had to face, uh, both you and Amanda? Um, I would say definitely be confident in your relationship and any relationship for that matter has you have to have a lot of compassion and um, have to compromise and have patience but when into relation um, racial relationship you have to have even that much more uh, compassion even that much more compromise because there's a whole lot of factors that come into play here people are always gonna not agree with it there are people that are going to be for it people that are not going to be for it you have to be mentally strong and decide that this is what you want you have to be certain about it because it is a couple of heads yeah i mean you've got to be willing to want it badly and you know accept you know all the challenges that come with it um, you know, being in an interracial relationship, you know, up till today, we still, you know, when we go out with our son, you know, we get some positive stares, some negative stares, and, you know, some people will come up to us and say, what a beautiful family, and then some people that just stare, and, you know, we always try to take it life heartily, and people there us, we just grab each other even more, kiss each other, just show affection. Um, you know, we try to divert people from thinking, you know, this is an interracial couple. And I love them to be happy. This is one loving couple and happy family. Well, Nazir and Amanda, thank you very much for sharing your story with us. We appreciate it. And congratulations again on your one year anniversary. Thank you so much. And congratulations to the newlyweds.
Well, I'm sure well, they're smiling here, so they're quite happy to hear it as well and to hear your story. And of course, I'd like to hear from you. So if you'd like to give me a call, 089-310-8789 is the number. We're talking about finding love ac- across the color and cultural line and how we can make it work. We're talking to a couple who have really started the debate or ignited the debate, and that is Diren and Batabile. And they're here to answer your question as well. We're going to go to the lines right after this. Stay tuned. Spring into savings at checkout. Come celebrate with these low, low prices. Like Goldie IQF mixed chicken portions, 2 kgs, just 39.99. Koo baked beans in tomato sauce, 410 grams, 6.99. Kui assorted cool drink, 2 liters, excluding island fusion, just 8.99. And Aquafresh 100 ml toothpaste, just 5.99. Quality, service, savings. Checkout. We're priced right just for you. To the employee who works around the clock, even when it's beer o'clock. That guy that keeps on working, even when the whole office has been quarantined. The one that's never late, even when it's pouring with rain. You know, that guy that never takes a day off, not even to enjoy Christmas lunch. To your most dedicated employee who would never ever do a sexy table dance at the end of your party. To your hardest working employee, your TV. Treat him right by paying your business TV license before the end of the month. Hey, I'm Jane Lee Thomas. After my successful eating plan in Aqualipo, I now love my body and love my life so much more, and you will too. So what I did was I went onto Dr. Kat's website, did her free body analysis assessment, and having done that, I found out what body type I was, found out what foods I should be eliminating out of my daily diet. I can truly say that Dr. Katz has changed my life. I'm Dr. Kat. Find out more about her story and others on my website. Dr. Katz, weight loss and aesthetic center. Visit drkats.coza. I'll see you later. Online. Brilliant specials at Oxford Fresh Market, Bluff and Hill Crest. Get 7 kgs onions, potatoes, butternut, 5 kgs carrots, all for 95 rand. Green beans, 14.99 a kg. Spinach, 4 for 10 rand. And mint, 1.99 a bunch. You're the sweetest, greenest thing I've seen. You're so fresh, I'm gonna take you home with me. Oxford Fresh Market, with you in mind. Our website for more specials offers valid till 29 September. Exclusive. Newsbreak exclusive. Well, just gone 20 minutes past one now. Good afternoon. If you just tuned in, you're listening to Newsbreak Talk with me, Genevieve Lanka, and we're talking to Diren and Batabile Amir Chand. Now, their wedding had inspired a conversation about love across the color line, and they're here to talk about their relationship as well as to answer your questions. So let's go to the lines now. We have Yasmin Roy, who's called us. A very good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, Genevieve. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. My First of all, I'd like to congratulate the couple there very, very much. Uh, as we say, love is blind. But at the same time, I'm proud to say that they have went beyond that extra mile to realize that we are living in a country where we, there's no more that uh, apartheid. We've got nothing of all that. So we, are, we all must live that life that we are all one. And I, I believe in this, Diren. The steps that you have taken, I'm sure she will respect your family, because she comes from another nationality. We have this very much common in our, in, in, in our Indian community, where you marry, you ask your children to marry the best. But when they are married, that is, we say best. But when they are married and they are living, it's so different. But sometimes you marry another nation or another nationality. They will respect you, respect your parents, and I promise you, you will find this. And I'd like to let, let you know also, they say the way to a man's heart is his stomach. But I'd like this, and to tell your wife, no, it's not that. It's a lie, it's a myth. I would say respect Diren's parents, and Diren will love you forever. Thank you. Well, thank you, Mrs. Roy. You've got quite a big smile coming from Batsabele. Would you like to respond to that? Yes, because I'm so lucky. My mother-in-law and myself get on along so well like from the time I met her and I was really worried about meeting her and we 
really, really do get along. And she's taught me like a lot in terms of the culture, in terms of the religion and everything that we need to keep. And also, can I just mention, I come from Babanango. It's like 17 kilometers from Ganda. So I come from a very Zulu, like very, very cultural part of Zulu. So for me, it's not a big stretch to have to relate to another culture because I'm cultured myself. That's a very interesting point you make because, you know, just looking at you, Matabile, uh, you've got your red dot on, you've yes. got your red string on as well. So, you know, it, it, how do you find, you know, how do you find that balance, especially for people who, you know, are concerned about this? You know, they've, uh, lots of comments have come previously uh, where people say, am I going to lose myself? Will I be able to keep my own culture while embracing yours? Where do you find the middle ground? Um, for me, I'm so lucky. My husband's very understanding. He hasn't tried to push me towards anything in any way. He's just made one request of me that in our household that we keep his religion. And I'm okay with that. But I don't have to lose myself or change myself in any ways. And I've been lucky that my uncle and my auntie uh, have been married for so many years. They're also in a situation where... The one is of one religion, the one is of another, and they've managed to keep it going for like 30 odd years. Mm -hmm. So um, it is a possibility, but in the household, we practice his religion because he's the man of the house. Dirian, for you, what was it like, you know, uh, having to bring someone from a completely different background into your home? And then to say and ex have the expectation that in my house, you know, this is going to be what I would like observed. Uh, well, the first thing I would say is, reason being I did that is because my father's late almost 14 years. Mm -hmm. So I, I asked as a request, such that I can still carry on my father's legacy, such that my children can still carry on my father's legacy. Because obviously I'd, I'd like to remen remember him in, in the perfect form that I, I still think of him. So that's the reason why I wanted us to follow our, my religion and also our kids to follow our religion. You know, for for you, would it also be important to teach them about the Zulu culture as well? Because uh, you went through, you know, the the official of uh, paying Lebola, uh, negotiating with the family and all of that. So, you know, are, are you going to incorporate that kind of culture uh, within your children as well so that they know where mommy comes from? Yes, we are trying to do that. We are trying to also teach it both diversities in terms of culture, languages, in terms of food as well. Uh, she's learning a lot, even though she's young, she, she speaks English and Zulu concurrently. Um, she, doesn't know, she doesn't know much of the religion yet, but mm -hmm. I'm sure she is going to learn it. Okay, well, you know, we, we're going to go to the other caller uh, now who's uh, come through. And if you have a question, you're welcome to call me, 089-310-8789. But we're also going to talk about, uh, you know, what's it like in your home and who cooks the curry. So all of those coming up on the show this afternoon. We're also going to get a rugby update from Althaf in a few minutes as well. But let's speak to Nad Ramsarup, who's called us through. Good afternoon. Hi, Genevieve. Uh, Genevieve, first I'd like to congratulate Diren and Batavila. And I just want to say that these are the kinds of relationships that we, that, that we must embrace. You know, every human being um, has rights, irrespective of color, um, culture, and race. Um, you know, everybody has um, the choice or has a right to choice. And Duran and Batbila have chosen their, 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 their soulmate. And I think that must be respected no matter what. So people's negative opinions should actually not matter because this is what Duran and Batibila have chosen. We need to embrace that. We need to support them. And, you know, we truly wish them a very happy married life. Well, thank you for that, uh, Nad Ramsarup. We do appreciate your comments. And, of course, we are still taking calls this afternoon, so you can give us a call, 089 I'd like to hear what you think about this, how to make it work across the color lines, and really about inspiring the debate. And I think that's what you've done. And we were talking, you know, off-air about this as well, Batabile, because you said, you know, when it came to uh, right after the show, lots of people wanted to stop you and talk about their stories. Yes, um, we've had quite a few stories, um, some that really touched my heart. The one that pops into my head right now is of this couple. Um, they were in this relationship, kind of in the same situation we're in for like five years. And um, 
the guy eventually introduced the girl and the family wasn't very approving. So they broke up. She moved to another province and he married someone that he married another Indian woman. Um, his parents are late three years now and he realizes what a terrible mistake he made. They're now divorcing, but the woman uh, of his dreams is engaged to another man. Well, so, that's sad. Yeah, just a prime mm-hmm. example. In you need to follow your heart. Like Lucky, the one uncle I met with the other day said he was in a situation, 60 years old, where back in the day he was in love with someone, but you couldn't marry that person because legally you couldn't. You went, you went allowed. Um, so yeah, it's been like. Uh, mixed you get sad stories like that and then you get stories like the one guy said he's gonna go ahead and pay the lobola now even though he doesn't understand what <laughs> it's all about <laughs> so you know Dirian, your your sort of uh, you know experience with this now that you know lots of people have had this positive sort of feedback after watching the show after seeing how you and Batabilia you know speak to each other and relate to each other you know have you also had incidents of being stopped and spoken to by everybody wanting to tell their story? Oof, I've had quite a few people. Um, mainly like when I go out on lunch, I go and buy something from the pick and pay center across the road from us. There's a lot of people that just stop me randomly. They take pictures, they ask us how we manage to make it work. They, they tell me about their experiences as well. I know a lot of people also contacted me via Facebook. Um, they're saying the situations they're in, the hard times they're going through with their families, not approving... So we we try to help them as much as so we can. So have you have you both become sort of marriage experts, gurus, <laughs> counselors now, giving people advice? In a way, yeah, because if a person comes up to you with a story like that, even though we're not like experts in any way, we just happened because love happens. But uh, you can't help but say, you know, if you can help here and there, give advice where you can. So we do try. So, so tell me, you know, if someone comes to you and say, you know, because th- there's so many divisions within our communities itself. And someone says, listen, you know, uh, my parents don't want to approve because it's perhaps a, a Hindi girl and a Tamil boy or a Muslim Christian or uh, it's, it's a race issue, uh, a white, black or Indian and, and white or whatever the case is. What advice do you give them? I usually just tell them, um, with our story, I found two things worked. One, you need to give it time. You need to give everybody time to come around to the idea. Two, you need to give them time also to get to know the person because beyond race, beyond culture, beyond all that, there is a person. So once they get to know the person, they might realize that what you see in them is something that they actually might like as well. Dylan, would you like to come in on that as well? I would say that, you know what, if if your heart really wants it, you need to work at it. It does take time. It doesn't happen overnight. People are never accepting of it or accepting of change. Change is not something that people like. So mm-hmm. they try to fight it as hard as they can. But the best thing or best advice I can tell people is if your heart really wants it is to go for it. Well, it's just gone half past one now and I'd like to hear where your heart is so you can give us a call 089-310-8789. We'll go back to the lines and continue this conversation right after this. The Springboks will have their own agenda in their third Rugby World Cup encounter as the Scots will want to claim a famous victory on English soil on the 3rd of October 2015 at St. James Park in Newcastle. Be sure to tune in to SABC2 at quarter past five or your favourite radio station for all the sizzling action. Let's do this! Spring into savings at checkout. Come celebrate with these low, low prices. Like Goldie IQF mixed chicken portions, 2 kgs, just $39.99. Koo baked beans in tomato sauce, 410 grams, $6.99. Kui assorted cool drink, 2 liters, excluding island fusion, just $8.99. And Aquafresh 100 ml toothpaste, just $5.99. Quality, service, savings. Checkout. We're priced right just for you. Well, time now for a rugby update with Althaf.
A very good afternoon. Australia, after 24 minutes, are in the lead, 12 points to three against Uruguay. And this is in Rugby World Cup 2015. The first of the tries was scored a little earlier on. Sean McMahon, well, he scored in the sixth minute. Uh, well, it was a maul and he were very well organised and he managed to sneak past through the, through the blind side, going through the line, crossing through for a try. And, uh, well, uh, the next try was scored a little later on by Josephine Tomane, which means that uh, the Aussies, uh, the two-time world champions, managed to put on some really nice points earlier on and uh, Quaid Cooper well he managed to slot one penalty through and in reply Uruguay well Bichesi he made no mistake in slotting through a penalty as well so that's uh, what's been happening unfortunately from an Australian perspective there was one yellow card Quaid Cooper had to spend 10 minutes in the sin bin but the Australians continue to don- dominate this match and they are in the Uruguay's 22 as we speak right now pressing forward 12-3 to Australia against Uruguay I'll have another update in about 20 minutes time here are some steps to add a little fizz to your life. First, message your friends. Second, meet with your friends at the best tavern in town. Finally, share the fizz. Simple. Autumn Harvest Crackling, available in red, white and rosé. Look out for tastings in a store near you. Life is better with a little fizz. Not for sale to persons under the age of 18. Newsbreak exclusive. Newsbreak exclusive. Yes, good afternoon. If you just tuned in, you're listening to Newsbreak Talk with me, Genevieve Lanka, as we go in conversation with Diren and Batabile Amir Chand, talking about love, culture, and everything in between. And I think, you know, the question really that comes to mind, and, and perhaps, you know, uh, Batabile would like to start talking about this a little more, because life happens after that wonderful grand wedding. Um, so when you, you know, after everything, after the dust settles and it comes down to the everyday living, how do you cope with that, you know, especially when it comes to the cooking and the different tastes that you may have as well? Um, when it comes to the cooking, I've had to learn, obviously, quite a bit. I've had to learn how to make biryani and curries. Um, I haven't gone as far as learning how to make roti. My mother-in-law is still going to buy me it. Tava, I think it's called. Tava, yes. yes. <laughs> she says she's going to get me one of those and a recipe and I'm on my way. Well, when you do learn, you can, of course, teach me. I, I really suck at that one. Is <laughs> so, yes, you know, that must be quite interesting, learning, you know, different parts of each other's culture, like uh, with Batabide learning how to make curry and roti and biryani. For you, what's it like? Ooh, um, I would say... Like the first time I met her parents and stuff like that, the, I wasn't accustomed to that type of food. So it was a bit of a shocker. At first, I'd, some of the stuff I didn't like, but then eventually after a while, I started liking quite a bit of the stuff. Anything uh, in, in particular stand out for you that you really do enjoy? Oh, I love when she makes chakalaka. <laughs> okay, and, and for you, anything, you know, that, that you just, you know, you looked at it and you thought, okay, how am I going to do this? Um, the biryani for, for me for the longest time was quite a challenge. You don't just wake up and you make biryani. It's, it's a whole day thing. But I finally mastered that, thank goodness, um, with the help of my mother-in-law and some pages on Facebook um, and Pinterest. Um, yeah, I'm doing very well, I think. You know, was there ever a moment today, and I have to ask this, so, so sorry, Batabile, <laughs> but was there ever, you know, something that Batabile had cooked and you thought, oh my goodness, but you know, how do I even get through this? <laughs> there were a few moments, but then obviously, uh, let's just say, I didn't want to ruin her morale. I didn't want to ruin her, her motivation for it. So I, I still ate it. I didn't tell her anything. I, I'd still keep quiet about it. I won't give her details. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I won't dig and ask you what it was. So, so you know, is, is, it, is it fun or is it challenging? Uh, how would you describe the whole learning process, you know, learning to live together and learning to, you know, um, embrace each other's different cultures as well? Um, can I just say, like, um, the couple that you spoke to earlier mentioned, when, we, when you get together with a person... Um, regardless of what their background is, if you connect on some level or on a deeper level, you tend to forget like all the differences. Um, so for us, it's just, it's normal. <laughs> Funny as that might sound, it is just normal. 
like any other relationship um it i think any newlywed will be going through a learning curve uh during the first mm-hmm. years when you're learning a lot about each other and about each other's families and whatever lucky for me i've had five years to be around him be around his family as well so it's not all You know, I have to say that throughout this entire program and when we when we've been talking about challenges and and learning you always mentioned you know my mother-in-law his family my family and yes. even in the advice that you had given earlier when I asked you you said you know allow them the opportunity to get to know you know the the other person so you've never really said at any point you know to how with the families let us do our own thing you know it, how important is it because some people would say you know it's my life i want to do this so it doesn't matter what you think i'm not going to give you that chance to put me down or, or to get in between or you know how how did you find uh, it to be able to reach out to family and to have that kind of thought always um lucky for me for me and my husband we very family oriented Uh so we do try here and there to be part of the family. Uh mainly the immediate family. I think you need to make the effort because end of the day p- family is important and family does come first whether it's uh, your parents or your own family that you building as a couple. Mm-hmm. So that's been very always been very important for us to be able to find that middle ground with our own with my own parents him finding a middle ground with my own parents and me finding a middle ground with his mom. Mhm. Adrian, would you like to come in on this as well? Oh, uh I would say family is very important to me because without family I would say a person's no one because those are the people that brought you up those are the people that taught you everything that you know now so effectively we still try to respect each other's family we still try to please both sides we try to be cooperative as well um but effectively it it is still our lives we live it to our extent without disrespecting anyone and without treating anyone badly Do you ever find uh, and possibly maybe you'd like to to start with this question but do you ever find at some point that you're tired of having to explain it to people you know that <laughs> there's all these questions that you laugh at do you ever uh, reach that place um lucky for me my dad my dad is very open minded about things uh one story stands up um in my mind right now was when he initially came to pay the lobola my dad didn't explain to anyone about the cultural differences the racial differences he just said uh well my daughter's um going to be getting married we're going to uh, lobola is basically just the meeting of the two families mm-hmm. so people were invited but people were not told when oh, people goodness. got there <laughs> got the shock of their lives and my dad was like well when i spoke to him he was like well something's you don't need to explain some things are just ah it it is what it is type of situation so i i try and not explain it as well mm-hmm. um yeah because it is what it is <laughs> it is what it is did and for, for you do you ever reach a point where you know another person on the street or another facebook message or whatever it is and you're thinking ah, not again <laughs> it does it does get to a point where Uh, I've had incidents when I'm just about to go into a meeting and people are WhatsApping me or messaging me. It does get to an extent where I can't deal with it at that point in time. But then I I try to be civil. I try to tell the people that you know what I'm going into a meeting can we chat a bit later. Uh people respect it. You know, by the end of the day they understand your situation. So they respect what what type of person you are if you tell them. Do you think it's all about your sort of, you know, uh your perceptions, your uh balance about your approach to the situation? Uh you know, if you're level-headed about it at that moment, then you know, people kind of feed off your energy as well. Yes, um it's something that I've had to learn to navigate because a person will walk up to you all excited with, "Oh, I saw your wedding. It was so beautiful." And you might not be having the best of days, but you have to somehow just meet them at that level and be like, "Oh, wow, for real," you know. <laughs> <laughs> Type of situation. Yeah. 
Well, well th- here's another question then that really, really comes to mind because we've been talking about the social media aspect of it as well and the fact that you're meeting all these people. You know, how do you deal now with your newfound fame? Uh, you know, because we were chatting a little while ago about, uh, you know, uh, the fact that you put up something on Facebook uh, yes. as a cancer awareness thing, saying you're respecting a baby, and suddenly it goes viral, Batabile. Yes, um, it's another thing I'm learning also. I can't just post, post stuff for fun now anymore without it being picked up and... Uh, being interpreted in a way so I've, I've had to watch what I'm saying like with that incident that you're referring to um, it was for breast cancer awareness I went and commented on another status and this person sent me this inbox saying well now you have to post this you know don't spoil the fun keep mm-hmm. it going so I posted it next thing I know oh it's on some blog saying congratulations I'm pregnant I was like oh my goodness yeah but yeah I'm not pregnant (laughs) (laughs) yes well we're gonna go to the lines now and we are still taking calls if you'd like to ask any questions or make any comments 089310 is the number to dial talking to Diren and Batabile Amir Chand so we have Karen who's called us from Cape Town Karen good afternoon Good afternoon, one, um, thank you very much, and congratulations, dear Ren and Batabil. Um, All the best for your married life. Um, I have to say that recently I've been in both um, Ghana and in Malawi, and in conversation with a lot of the um, uh, people in those countries, especially the guys, they would come up to me and say, how come Indian people never marry outside of their uh, nationality? And I'm like, no, it happened in South Africa. And, you know, we're a very diverse um, country and um, you do get interracial marriages. And uh, you've got to be kidding. So I'm glad to see that, you know, here's something and you'll have uh, come up and said, this is what we're doing and giving hope to other couples and maybe other countries as well, because... I have to be honest, when I was traveling, I kept on getting that question. And how do I answer that? Because you can't say no, they do, or there's racial prejudices, or whatever it is. You just just have to, like, it happens, but how do you show that it happens? So, you know, do you think that within South Africa, within the South African context in itself, that, you know, there's still a lot of um, conservative so to speak, if that's the word. Um, you know, people are still kind of shy when it comes to uh, interracial marriages and it's just not spoken about and perhaps that's the reason why Diren and Batavile got the attention they did. I think so. I think that people have a very, I think there's stigma attached to it. There's, um, that uh, Not only shy, I think it's more... Um, People uh, are afraid to say I'm in an interracial relationship because of what the outside, you know, what the world might say. And I think that um, a lot of people, even the families, I don't know whether it's shy or or, uh, like, uh, you know, am I supposed to say it's shame or something like that to say we've married outside of the normal, your caste, your religion, your, your nationality. And I think that's wrong because... Even with, um, you know, within the Indian community, we have, if a, in, a Tamil person marries a Hindi, there's, that, there's still that tension. Or if there's, um, you know, there's um, uh, marriages between other, um, uh, um, other, I wouldn't say faith or religious group, but if there's that, that kind of, those marriages, there's still issues around it, you, you know, as, the older generation still says you've done the wrong thing or um, people talk about it in the family circle mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and not in so I, I think we need to come out of this now we need to and so move do you on think this, that this is a new world is, a new South Africa mm, so do you think that this story between Diren and Batibele is, is one of those stories that can really ignite that conversation absolutely you know um, um, currently in our organization we've got 100 days of social action one of the things we're doing is saying um, you know, the highlight of it is embracing diversity and culture. And I think what a way to do that, to, to say, well, it's not just about um, two people, but we're embracing each other's culture. We're embracing each other's diversity. Mm-hmm. And we're it, we, we're acknowledging it, and we're paying the respect it deserves. Well, you Karen, know, it thank you very much for that. As well. <laughs> 
Karen, thank you very much for that. We appreciate it and uh, we, we hope to hear from you on the show again. Let's speak to Ronnie from Queensborough who's called us now. Good afternoon. Genevieve, I, I must tell them, you know what, I wish them everything of the best. And I think it's God who put them together. Because let no man put them asunder. You know, I feel that God is doing the work. And if that person, they love each other, nobody should ever separate them. That's my view. Well, Ronnie, thank you for sharing that view with us. We do appreciate it. Thank you. Bye-bye. Well, we are approaching the last 15 minutes of the program. If you just tuned in, you're listening to Newsbreak Talk with me, Genevieve Lanka. We've been in conversation with Diren and Batabile talking about everything from finding love across the colour line to family, culture and even curry. And so, you know, just hearing some of the comments that have come through from our two callers, you know, you, you've had this constant smile on your face both Diren and Batabile. Does it still warm you to hear people referring to you in that way? Um, I don't think it's a feeling you can ever get used to. Just having that much positivity coming towards you because it's not something that we expected going public with this. It's uh, the reaction is not what we expected. So for us, it's 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 very heartwarming um, to to just know that uh, so many people are wishing are wishing us well in this journey. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, you know, Dillian, moving forward, and, and I think this is, you know, something that really is going to come up quite a bit in your relationship um, through the years. You have a little girl, um, you have a daughter, and, you know, the, the question always comes back to how are you going to, or what are you going to tell her, and how are you going to educate her so that when she has to meet people uh, in the public uh, sector, so to speak, or the public arena, she will know how to defend herself. Well, at first, uh, I would say we're trying to teach her that, you know what, even though she's different, she's still a person. And that across the board, she's a normal person. And that people need to respect that, whether whether people like it or not. Because by the end of the day, she needs, she will stand up for herself because she's already doing it. (laughs) She's already doing it. Have you had, you know, any incidents or has she had come across any questions now? How come mommy and daddy are different? Anything like that? Not really. Eh? Once people see her, they, they just look at her as a beautiful child. A lot of people just, their hearts melt as soon as they see her. Mm. Let's just put it that way. And uh, how can I say? They really love her. I don't know whether it's because of us or whether it's because of her. But people feel very warm when they see her. Well, let's just go back to the lines now. We have uh, Morgan, who's called us from Newlands. We're also going to be speaking to Anita from Johannesburg. So, Morgan, good afternoon. A very good afternoon, Genevieve. How are you doing? I'm fine, thank you, Morgan. Well, thank you. I just want to give my comment is that love conquers it all, so that's the way to go. Well, thank thank you for that, Morgan. Appreciate it. Uh, We have Anita, who's calling us now from Johannesburg. Anita, good afternoon. Good afternoon, and congratulations to the couple. I just want to pick up on the comment that Karen made around... um, how society, especially the South African Indian community, views interracial marriages. Um, I'm actually astonished that uh, despite the apartheid, we have uh, our own Indian people. When people marry white persons, then they are all gaga and, oh, do you know he married a white girl or she's married a white guy? But when we go black or colored, then, then it's a problem. I mean, I think this as uh, being Heritage Month, people need to be broader and to appreciate the country that we have. And again, congratulations to the two young people. Well, thank you for that, Anita. And that's a very interesting observation as well. And, and you're nodding your head, Batsabile, to that. Yeah, I'm nodding my head because I had we had another interview after the, the wedding show, Ed, and I did mention that that is one of the things that I found with my own uh, background and culture as well. It's the same with the with our own culture. If you marry white, it's sort of like an upgrade. You marry anyone else, then it's frowned upon, and it shouldn't be that. It shouldn't be like that in this day and age. Do you think it's that legacy of apartheid? It's the fact yeah. that our country is still so young. Yes, uh, that's why we have hashtag I am still in Bosch in this day and age, <laughs> because we tend to think that white is sort of like 
um, a standard and anything is the negation of the fall of the norm which it shouldn't be in that case. It shouldn't be like that because we're all different nationalities. We're all special. We're all unique. We all add up to this beautiful country that we call South Africa in our own different ways. So one race shouldn't be uh, held up to the pedestal and other races, not so much. Diren, you'd like to come in on this as well. I would say that comments was was correct. Reason being is a lot of people prefer that you have a relationship with a white and not anyone else. And the moment that it does take place, that's when people start throwing snide comments and start saying bad stuff behind your back. But at the end of the day, a person is a person. You can't you can't look at the exterior and say that you know what, if you date that person it's better for you because of his colour. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day it's it's a type of person that's on the inside that counts. Well, we're going to go back to the lines. We're also going to get an update in a little while uh, of the rugby with Althaf Suleiman. But uh, first, we have Hassan, who's called us now from Cape Town. Hassan, good afternoon. Uh, good afternoon to you, Genevieve, and good afternoon to your listeners. <coughs> I just want to mention something. I just come from Musk now, and I saw a certain guy dressed in a particular garb. What has this got to do with your program? I'll tell you right now. Then I've been on pilgrimage many years ago, and at, the, at the, a meeting over there, one of the guys mentioned to me, there's a Dr. XYZ in Cape Town that also belongs. And I said to the individual, uh, you know, whether you be a doctor or not, if I want to be part of this grouping, I won't be on the basis of us all being equal. The person in the garb at the mosque now, that does not make him superior to the next person. What we've got to realize here is dealing with souls. And if those two souls are so beautiful, their life will be. Let's not let other things, uh, you know, let other mm-hmm. things sort of yes. uh, camouflage their beauty. Thank you, ma'am. Hassan, before you go, if I could just ask you, you know, the, the fact that we're able to talk about their relationship, talk about, you know, culture and heritage and, and how we can be as one community and one society, do you think that is a positive step forward in itself? Most definitely it is. I mean, if we are going to look at one another as being X color or Y color or Y uh, religion or Z religion, we are forever going to be fighting with one another. But if we are looking at the individual in total as a beautiful soul, because ultimately that is what makes us. All the others are flowering around our bodies. Well, Hassan, thank you very much for your call. We appreciate it. Thank you very much. Pleasure, ma'am. Well, we will continue our conversation with Diren and Batsibile right after this. Stay tuned. This match is proudly brought to you by SHIELD. It won't let you down. A very good afternoon. It is halftime at Villa Park and Australia are leading Uruguay 31 points to 3. They have already run in five tries and they're pretty much running right against uh, their opponents. Uh, just to confirm try scorers, which of course, those five tries result in a bonus point. Sean McMahon, Joseph Tomane, Dean Mum, Henry Spear, Ben McCallum and uh, Quake Cooper kicking all of those penalties and conversions, putting them in the pants seat, putting them in the driving seat. Well, the malls have been collapsing. They haven't been looking good in terms of their ball passing and uh, well, they haven't been dominant in their lineouts. And I'm just going to leave you really quickly with a very interesting uh, fact coming through with regards to uh, the Uruguayans. The only four professional rugby players in the Uruguayan squad. The rest of them have full-time jobs. They are doctor students and entrepreneurs. Just to confirm, halftime at Villa Park, Australia 31, Uruguay 3. And that's the latest score coming through from Rugby World Cup 2015. This match was proudly brought to you by Shield. It won't let you down. Right now, the Springboks are in England where they will try to become the first team ever to win the Rugby World Cup for a third time. As they go, they take the dreams of an entire nation with them. The Springboks choose Shield, South Africa's number one deodorant to keep them fresh, confident and dry under pressure. If Shield works for the Springboks, it will work for you. Shield, it won't let you down. Newsbreak exclusive. Newsbreak exclusive. 
Well, if you just tuned in, you've missed an awesome conversation because we have been talking to Diren and Batabele Amir Chand, who have really inspired the nation. Their wedding, which really, which was very well publicized, got people talking about love across the color lines. And today we've been talking about culture, heritage, and how we can take that beyond in relationships as well. So even as we begin to now get to our closing statements, perhaps we'll we'll begin with. Diren on this one and Diren you know moving forward what would you like South Africans to know about you about your relationship and about themselves in essence that you've learned from this entire experience first thing I would say is uh, a lot of people say that our relationship is like a how can I put it to you it's like a stepping stone in the right direction I wouldn't say that per se reason being is Ours was just publicized. There's a lot of people that's out there that's done this before us. And we're not the first people to do it. It looks like the country was ready for this at that point in time. That's why it became such a big thing. Initially, people were still talking about it and saying, no, that you know what, in terms of such intercultural relationship, it wasn't acceptable. But now, stepping forward from here, it looks like it is. It is going that way and people are more understanding and more accepting along the way. Yeah, you said something quite interesting in that you said it seemed as if the country was ready for it at that moment. Why would you say so? Because previously people would have, how should I say, said snide comments, snide remarks about it, and they would have been like very taboo about it. Now, from all the positive remarks that we've received from it, I would say that people are willing to look outside the box and think outside the outside of their atmosphere and look at another person as another person. But Bile, you'd like to perhaps make your, your closing statements and, and moving forward, you know, um, what would you like to see, especially, you know, the fact that you've been approached so much by people wanting to share their stories? Um, like my husband's just said, um, for it to be really like a step in the right direction that's the main thing and also i would like for people to just remember that love does transcend everything it does transcend religion it does transcend race culture everything um if you have that hold on to that because that's very important do you feel that there's somehow added pressure now on you you know for for, for it to succeed um, because everybody's watching yes there is it, it's the amount of pressure is unbelievable but um, we try and keep our heads in, uh, in the ground and just be humble and level-headed as we were before um, because this is not just our experience now we're realizing this is a South African experience but in order for it to stay that way we have to remain the way we are with mm-hmm. each other. Diren, I have to put that question to you as well. You know, uh, Batabile had spoken so beautifully about it being a South African experience now. For you as well, are you feeling that added pressure to make this work because the eyes of the country is on you? There is a lot of added pressure, I would say. There's a hell of a lot. But by the end of the day, we take our lives as it comes. we there for each other. We talk about any issues we have. We try to resolve it amicably. We, we, love, we love each other. So that's the reason why we're here. That's the reason why we're together. It's, it's all about the love, Batabile. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it's so cute because you, you mentioned that, uh, you know, and, and I wish, you know, people were here in studio today to be able to see this because every time he speaks about you, you blush. <laughs> Do I? <laughs> like now, uh, you know, and, and every time you, you're speaking, he smiles. So, you know, five years you know, after being in a relationship for five years and now being married, you know, do you find yourselves, you know, still very much or more, even more so in love with each other? Other, after this yeah. experience, I definitely say yes. Yes, um, all the pressures good for us in a way, I guess. <laughs> keeps you close. Yes, well, keeps that's, us close. Well, that's where we're going to have to leave the program this afternoon. Thank you for being here. Thank, Thank you. you for having us.
Well, um, thanks to my team, executive producer Sama Patel, senior producer Ashok Ramsarup and producer Oren Singh. I will be back next week. But in the meantime, if you want to contact my team, it's Newsbreak at sabc.co.za. On Facebook, it's Newsbreak Lotus FM. And on Twitter, it's at Newsbreak underscore Lotus FM. I'm also on Facebook, Genevieve Lanka or Governor. And my Twitter handle is at Jen Lanka. Don't forget to catch the team daily, 6 to 7 in the morning again one to half past one in the afternoon. I'm going to leave you now in the company of the news with Matthew Viren.